Support for 100 Watts and a Wire is brought to you by 100wattsandawire.com. To subscribe to the show, simply click the RSS feed. While you're there, apply for your free 100 Watts ID and learn how you can help make 100 Watts and a Wire listener supported. Click the donate page and pick the option that works best for you. We've got a traveling toolkit, 100 Watts and a Wire gear, and more. That's 100wattsandawire.com. And ICOM. Pack your bags because the Dayton Hamvention is coming up from May 17th through the 19th at the Green County Fairgrounds and Expo Center. You can see the latest and greatest ICOM gear and meet hams from all over the world. Visit icomamerica.com amateur for more information. And LDG. LDG leads the industry in customer service. Every LDG product comes with a two-year parts and labor warranty and it's fully transferable. If you ever sell or give away your LDG tuner, the remainder of the warranty goes with it. For more information, visit ldgelectronics.com. And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Well, hello, friends. It's Christian. My call sign is Kilo Zero, Sierra Tango Hotel, and you are meeting me truly at the intersection of life and amateur radio. When your kids get sick, all else, damn it, damn it, damn the podcast, damn it all. Yeah, my youngest, full-blown flu. And I've talked about this in the past because with kids, you know, you're building their immune system. You go to the doctors, you pay the copay if you're lucky. If you're not lucky, you're paying much more. Only to have them tell you to ride it out. Man... Man, I go Stevie Ray Vaughan on them. You better leave my little girl alone. You better give her something to make her better. But you get to a certain point with the flu, and they're like, you, you, it would be detrimental now to give her a look. You know, it's detrimental, my girl being sick any longer, a minute longer. And that's not unique, right? We just, you know, we want to take care of our kids and uh, make them better and feel good. And when they're four years old and sick and unhappy you know i'm ready to take a doctor outside and guess what guess what you are gonna fix Mm. now i don't i just carry these emotions inside because it's you know there's nothing you can do there's you know if you're a parent you understand there's sometimes there's just nothing you can do and you want to try to help but that's why i'm getting off to a sort of uh later start this week i'm usually in the can by Monday or Tuesday, here we are midweek, but it's okay. It's all right, man. Family first, that's what we say. Oh, and you, you, you toss in, you know, workflow and all these other things and projects you're working on. You, you know, it is the intersection of life and amateur radio. We do it when we can do it. I'm not a retired guy. And uh, so I end up recording this show many times late or really early. You know. Anywho, I hope you're doing well. Springtime is here, and it has come to Missouri. It is 36 degrees right now in the dark outside, but it's going to go up to 65, and we're rain already. We've been unplugged twice this year already. You know, it's March. It's crazy. The weather's wacky. It's going to rain a lot, but it gets you in a mood. You know, I start thinking about portable operations now. 
I think about them a little bit more than that. But, you know, and I've operated in the wintertime, you know, get out there, set up. We've had 65-degree days in January, friends. You know, it's different. I don't care what anybody says. I'm not landing on the politician side of things or the big business side of things and change. But I listen to the farmers. You listen to the American farmer, and they will tell you what is going on in the land. They've got their hands and their money and everything and their history and tradition deep in the soil. Talk to a farmer. Don't just listen to your politicians lobby and do whatever they're, they're doing. There's some other thing going on here. You know, we, the people, you know, take a look around, ask a farmer, ask people who are in the earth every day, what's going on? When are your asparagus coming up? Are they coming up like they used to or th- as things changed? How about those strawberries? Okay. All right. When's your last frost? First frost? Oh, really? Okay, really? Well, look. Ask questions. Don't just be told everything coming off a TV set, people. I've got friends and farmers here in Missouri, Maine, uh, South Dakota, Wyoming. We've got farmers. Iowa. We've got friends that are hams. Talk to them. Ask them about it. And don't go political now. Don't go talking political. Talk about the dirt and what's happening. Boy, this is a rant. You got me started already. But anyway, I've started thinking about my portable setup. I'm thinking about a go box now. And I've always sort of waffled. I'm kind of like, you know, what can I throw in my bag? Well, I'm sorry. I don't want to throw my 7300 in a bag. I think we need to treat her a little bit better than that. I'm going to rack her up. That's right. I'm going to rack it up. That's a project coming up. I've been looking around now for good rack. You know, the gator cases seem to be, you know, I'm on the fence here. I like the gator cases where you can kind of rack things up. But I like the, the uh, what is it, the SKB cases or SBK. Uh, you know what I do with the dyslexia. For opening, you know, and closing cases. A lot of people like pelican cases. That's cool. People like to buy things from... Uh, you know, cheaper than that cases. They build their go boxes. You do whatever you want to do. That's kind of the point of the whole thing, isn't it? You know, do what's right for you. But uh, I think it's SKB cases or SBK. Man, I'm getting it all twisted up. As for rack mounting a portable rig, I have found that I like the Gator cases. And I've been looking around at rack solutions. You'll hear a little bit more about that. We have a new sponsor here. And, uh, I'm exploring options with the sponsor. You'll hear all about that in just a little bit. But I'm getting excited. You know, what sort of antenna, what sort of mast? I I love portable operations. I don't need to chase the paper. I don't need to be part of any click or crew or particular program or anything like that. Belong to the world. The sea child belongs to the world. We'll do the parks on the air. We'll do the worldwide flora and fauna. But oh, uh, generally, I'm going to go out when I can get out and, and go when I can get out. And if I'm in a park in Ohio because I'm passing through, and if I'm in a park in West Virginia, so be it. I'm not doing it for paper or numbers or whatever. I'm just going to try to activate when I can, where I can. You know what I mean. You know what I'm up. So here we are midweek. We're banging this show out here, and I've uh, come to a couple of discoveries. Uh, first, to let you know, Julian's back. Oscar Hotel 8, Sierra Tango, November. 
and uh, I was planning on making this show without you know too many rants and that kind of thing, but had to talk about you know get ready now storms are coming. You need to unplug, and you know I used to unplug and I still do every day. I started unplugging every day, especially this time of year, spring. You never know when these storms will come up, lightning and all this. I'm just unplugging. You know how many times, how many, how many uh, twists does it take to get your coax cable off? I stick mine in a little glass jar and go on, and I know I'm gonna be cool. I'm gonna be cool. I may come home to an antenna that's been snapped off, and a branch came down, and every all hell may break loose out there. And I put particular care and money and investment and energy into my antenna system. But look, I don't need it coming back in and frying up my radios. So I'd rather take the time in the morning, disconnect. I'm just going to disconnect in the morning. 65 and sunny today. Yeah, right. You're a damn lot. I don't trust them anyway. I don't trust the forecast anyway. So think about that. If you can spin that off every morning or before you go to bed, you know, it's maybe not a bad thing. Some people don't believe in it, you know. I'll tell you what, I've got at least one friend who has been sizzled. Sizzled, y'all, sizzled. 7,600, zapped. I can't imagine the feeling of taking a lightning strike. I don't want to. I'd rather have my wire down in a tree or some coax. Something happen outdoors, but I can't keep buying radios. In fact, I think I'm good on radios for probably a good long time. As long as they hold up, I'm cool, man. I look at radios, and I think they're great. I think the old ones are sexy. I mean, Collins, you look at them, and Heath Kits, they're beautiful, beautiful radios. And the new ones, you look at the Flex, beautiful, sexy. Oh, so sexy. You know, I'm an ICOM guy at this point, 7610, I got a 7300, which I talked about, racking up, taking it out as my portable rig. It's not something I'm going to throw on my backpack, but at this point in time, and I've owned a a Yesu. That's kind of one I wish I still had, in fact. Yeah, I'm getting the numbers butchered up here, but it was the 100 watt, it was A57D, and I sold it. I only had it for a minute. I had it, used it a couple of times, tested some antennas, went out and did some portable stuff. Loved the size of it. Loved the size. But I wanted to upgrade my station. I wanted to, you know, and this is what we do. Just because we say we're 100 watts in a wire doesn't mean we're necessarily running forever and ever. You know, people are running 5 watts. People are running legal limit, 1,500 watts. Do whatever you want to do. We start off, or at least I did, with a 100-watt rig. The old Drake TR7 gives me about 125 out, actually. And we throw a wire up in a tree, and that's what I did. So that's where, you know, the name comes from. But I wanted, you know, to upgrade. I wanted to get about five or 600 watts in an amplifier, and, and I sold that Yesu for that purpose. And it's one I'm, I think, you know, oh, if I only had that one, I could use it to go camping. Well, when's the last time I went up on a flipping hill and did it? I haven't. So part of me is like, I still wish I had it. That's the greedy sum of my bitch that I am. I wish I still had it. But 
I like having the amp in the shack, so there you go. I think we get caught up sometimes in wanting to have everything. We want everything in one antenna. Sometimes it just doesn't work that way, you know? I've kind of grown into a monoband antenna type of situation. I love 40. I like 20. Uh, I have this weird thing with 160. It's because it's so difficult. I don't know. I don't want to compare it to people. But, you know, we get attracted to people who are complicated. And 160 is a complicated antenna. It can be for me because I'm working out in the woods. I like 160. I just like having it around. I enjoy 80 meters. But I do uh, spend a lot of time outdoors trying to figure out ways to get them up in a monoband situation. Build your own antennas. The antenna systems don't have to be so expensive. You build your own antennas. Point being here, friends, is that we want everything, and uh, that can be a problem. That can be a real problem. If you love portable operations and it's something that you do all the time, or maybe you're stuck in an HOA and most of your operating comes outside of your home because of that, then I get it, man. Then you're looking at QRP radios, low power. Uh, For me, I can barely get in a chair enough. I do a lot more listening than I do operating. And I mentioned that Julian's here. Now, Julian, his life work right now is grid down and off-grid communications. He's studying this, and he has some opinions. And he's asking the question, are manufacturers, you know, are they listening Are they listening to what's happening out there? He's going to come up and talk about that next and uh, a little bit more. We'll come back in just a bit. In a land where we're all 20 over, this is 100 watts and a wire. ICOM's newest SDR transceiver, the IC9700, is coming soon. This new radio is bringing direct sampling to the UHF-VHF weak signal world. The IC9700 all-mode transceiver is loaded with innovative features such as dedicated amateur satellite operation, a color touchscreen, D-Star capability, RF direct sampling on 2-meter and 70-centimeter bands, dual independent receivers capable of full duplex operation as well as dual watch, and 100 watts max output power on 2 meters, 75 watts on 70 centimeters, and 10 watts max on 1.2 gigahertz. Visit icomamerica.com backslash amateur for more information on all ICOM radios. And SNS Engineering, an engineering design firm specializing in hardware and industrial design. From concept to production, we have a range of 19-inch rack mount solutions for Elecraft, ICOM, and Kenwood radios. Also available are tabletop aluminum racks to streamline your installation for desktop use. Custom designs are our specialty. Visit us online at snsengineering.com. QRO to the people. This is 100 watts and a wire. Hello, operators. This is Julian, Oscar Hotel 8, Sierra Tango, November here for 100 watts and a wire. Today we're talking about the evolution of the ham radio community. Now during March 2019, I published a post on my YouTube channel about the Yezu FT818 and how I was disappointed in the effort Yezu was making 
for the amateur radio community. To be fair, though, that video was less about the features and functionalities of the Yaesu FT818 than it was about manufacturers not recognizing this evolution taking place in the amateur radio community. Now, first of all, I'm going to lead with this. I don't speak for everyone in the amateur radio community, nor would I want to. You see, there are so many wonderful aspects of amateur radio that no one person could ever envision speaking on behalf of those operators enjoying their little corner of amateur radio world. My little corners of the amateur radio world consists of portable power, digital communications, off-grid and grid-down communications with amateur radio. And a lot of you may be asking, well, what the heck does that mean? Well, honestly, I think often we can't see the forest for the trees. These days, there's a new breed of amateur radio operator emerging in the community. Certainly, these operators enjoy amateur radio for the sake of amateur radio, but it goes even further than that. This operator is using amateur radio as a tool, as a utility, with purpose. And unfortunately, amateur radio manufacturers haven't recognized this amateur radio operator exists yet. So let's talk about this utilitarian amateur radio operator for a second. This amateur radio operator might be a thru-hiker on a hike through the Appalachian Trail or walking the Camino de Santiago in Spain. Certainly this amateur radio operator is taking ham radio along because it's fun, but more than that, it's also a tool to keep in touch with friends and family. This operator might use a rig like the Elecraft KX2 or the Yaesu FT817 or 818 to send out Windlink messages or to collect their emails through Windlink while they're completely off-grid. These operators might be using modes like JS8 over HF radio to send out APRS position reports, letting people know where they are. And as many of you already know, my trusty 817 has spent many days with me on the road and on the trail. Now that doesn't mean it's a particularly good radio. It simply means that I've been married to it for so long that I understand its quirks and I've learned how to deal with them. Unfortunately, manufacturers in the Western world and Japan haven't recognized the need for a utilitarian radio. Those manufacturers who are building portable radios with internal batteries like the KX3, the KX2, and the 818 are developing those radios for the operator who's going to spend a couple of hours out in the afternoon with the rig. Those of us wishing to operate portable for any length of time over days, weeks, or even months, well, there really isn't a radio in the amateur radio community built for us yet. This leaves me asking myself a few rhetorical questions. For example, why doesn't the Elecraft KX2 have a rugged enclosure? I mean, honestly, it's an incredibly delicate radio. Why doesn't the FT818 have longer battery life or modern batteries like the KX2 does? Knowing that digital communications is a big part of utilitarian communications these days, why don't any of these radios have a built-in sound card, alleviating the need for an external audio interface? 
Then we arrive at the ICOM 7000 series. The 7200 is absolutely magnificent, but try to carry it on your back for an hour. Okay, now before I get too many people ticked off, this isn't about radios being bad. It's about manufacturers not recognizing this part of the amateur radio community. Now, many of the commenters on my Yezu FT818 review video asked this rhetorical question, how much would it cost if it actually existed? The crazy thing is that radio already exists. It's a pocket portable HF rig with internal batteries, uh, internal antenna, 210 watts of output. It's got variable bandwidth filters and DSP. And in fact, it was such a magnificent radio, cutting edge and life-changing. So much so that the Chinese copied it. And do you know what it's called? It's called the MCHF. The MCHF was developed by Mike Zero November Kilo Alpha. It's got all the features and functionalities that are missing from a modern Yezu FT817 or 818. It's got the internal sound card, so you don't have to have a bulky external audio interface. It's got an internal antenna tuner. And most importantly, it's open source. As I mentioned earlier, the Chinese copied that radio and they offered it commercially. There's a, a RS918 version, RS928, RS938, and so on. Now, I definitely don't condone the Chinese taking this man's life work and commercializing it. But the Chinese have recognized something that Western and Japanese amateur radio manufacturers have failed to realize. That is, this utilitarian need in the amateur radio community. So let's talk about the FT-818 for a moment. The 817 and 818 were magnificent rigs in that they were portable, all-mode, all-band, HF, VHF, UHF rigs. That's its single, unique selling point. On the other hand, the KX2 is a magnificent rig. It's got a magnificent receiver, internal antenna tuner, but it lacks the internal sound card. Now, it's impossible to talk about these modern icons of amateur radio without talking about the newcomers, like Saigu. The X5105 is a magnificent radio with a couple of flaws. Firstly, it doesn't have the internal sound card, and secondly, you have this ridiculous bulky connector that is required for cat control and audio interfacing. And if it doesn't show us anything else, it definitely shows us that it's possible to build an HF pocket size rig with most of the features that we want from an amateur radio. So now we have the MCHF, which is the symbol of what we're looking for in a pocket size HF radio for the field and the Xaigu X5105. Honestly, I imagine the X5105 uh, to be updated in time, getting rid of that bulky interface and replacing it with a USB connector uh, for internal cat control and audio interfacing. Anyway, let's be clear here. I'm not trying to blast these manufacturers. I'm simply trying to point out that there's a market, there's a need in the amateur radio community from manufacturers which isn't being fulfilled. I mean, I have a love-hate relationship with my FT817ND. Now, I would have purchased a KX2, but it doesn't have the internal audio interface. So if I think about the options, where does it leave me? Well, it leaves me buying a 
Yezu FG818 or KX2 or uh, the lightly or slightly inadequate uh, Xaigu X5105 or building the MCHF kit. Now, if we go back to those copied MCHF clones on eBay and Amazon, actually, they're on to something. Why doesn't Yezu or ICOM or one of these other manufacturers actually license the MCHF and offer that as a utilitarian field radio for that amateur radio operator with purpose? 99% of the R&D has been done for us already. And if nothing else, the Chinese clones gave us an excellent example of uh, internal battery with wide voltage input and a uh, pretty rugged enclosure. So we have the example of the perfect pocket portable HF radio. People who still want VHF and UHF capabilities along with HF are still going to buy rigs like the 7200, 7300, the KX3, and the FT818. But that ham radio operator looking for that pocket portable HF rig with all the bells and whistles at a reasonable price, well, there's the MCHF or one of those clones. Yezu, Icom, Elacraft, Zaigu, wake up. You're nearly there. You've almost made the perfect radios, but you just didn't make the finish line. Back in the day, Yezu had the FT817 and the FT897. One was a pretty portable QRP version, while the other was a field radio or 30-watt version. The community is desperately missing these two radios. A 10-watt commercial MCHF built by someone like Yezu, and a 30-watt MCHF field radio also built by someone like Yezu or ICOM or even Elecraft. This is Julian, Oscar Hotel 8, Sierra Tango, November, for 100 watts and a wire. Whether you say 7.3 or 73, even 73s, we're still 100 watts and a wire. LDG Electronics provides state-of-the-art antenna tuners for every amateur need. From QRP to QRO, fixed stations, portable and remote, an LDG tuner will match your radio to your antenna using our lightning-fast, proprietary tuning algorithms. LDG is a family-owned and operated company dedicated to bringing innovative, quality products to the amateur market. All LDG products carry a full two-year warranty that is fully transferable when you sell it, with no paperwork required. Support is only a phone call or email away. We're always here to help you. Visit us on the web at ldgelectronics.com. And BioNO Power, offering the best performance lithium iron phosphate batteries for your ham radios. Visit BioNOPower.com. That's B I O E N N O P O W E R.com. Or contact dealers nationwide. Let's turn it back to Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel for your final. All right, I want to thank Julian there for that commentary and a little insight into operating portable. And really, he's out there testing this stuff. Are manufacturers leading the way? Many companies are doing great work, but are they listening? That's a really interesting perspective. And I welcome you to share your thoughts via email or visiting us and joining us on social media. Speaking of joining us, our sustaining membership program is doing well. It's very helpful. It helps 
three phases. It helps the show when you donate $25. You become a sustaining member of 100 Watts and a Wire. I can put that money back into production. Everything is great. You are going to get a discount from participating businesses. That's a win-win. And those businesses, they can earn your business. It's a win-win-win. Check it out on 100wattsandwire.com. Click on the donate page and learn how you can uh, become a sustaining member. And, and perhaps now this is the time of the year where we start getting in the projects. 10% here, 15% here may help put you over the top. And the money you save, put it toward your next project. Just want to also let you know if you are a member who joined in March of 2018, don't let your membership lapse now. You probably got a reminder earlier in the month, hey, this is your month to renew. So consider that. If it fits into your budget, you can help us and you subscribed anytime. But in the month of March, we're hitting the end now. I don't want you to lapse over. All right, I'm going to leave it there, friends. Oh, there is an upgrade. It's Ben. It's Kilo Oscar 4 Bravo Romeo Bravo. Congratulations, Ben. He uh, has upgraded. We appreciate that. Let us know. It's another page on the website. If you've been studying, you will pass. You will upgrade and enjoy your new privileges. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And by all means, if you can, please try and stay above the noise. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.